0: So today, in the shadows of Sunday, is the feast day of St. Therese of Lisieux, October 1st. And together with you, I am so grateful for this part of our tradition, that we are given the lives of the saints. And I appreciate how they are often for me an example of what does the gospel look like when it's lived out in daily life. This is the gift of the saints. And I'm also grateful for how you have often been that for me. When it comes, for example, to gospel humility, I'm often edified by the humility of Jesus that I encounter in you. Gospel charity, a lot of beautiful examples in our community of that selfless, sacrificial love. And I thank you for that. There's also in our community, not only forgiveness, but there are some examples of heroic gospel forgiveness. And I want to especially thank you for that witness. It's inspired me in my own journey of forgiveness. But St. Therese was given to me when I was 27 years old. God introduced her to me, and she has been just a great blessing and how this dear sister in Christ just accompanies me, and again by her life is an example of the gospel." She's a beautiful example of this gospel that we have just heard together in two ways. First, we hear Jesus saying, to some of the religious leaders of his day, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of heaven before you. My dear friends, we never want to fall into that self- righteousness that we do see with some of these people around Jesus in that time, where they thought they had it made when it came to heaven, that their law-following self-righteousness was enough, and yet it blinded them to their pride Jesus also said that these religious leaders were greedy, and we see how deep in them was this spirit of condemnation. They would condemn all these different classes of sinners. How is St. Therese an example of the gospel here? When she was young, She came upon a newspaper. On the front page was an article of a notorious criminal, a man who recently broke into the home of a family to steal and also took their lives. And the community was in shock, horrified. But unfortunately, when it comes to these kinds of situations and these evils committed by people who are very lost, that do great harm to themselves and to other people, it's unfortunate that so many people do not go beyond the shock of such news. Saint Therese took it the next step. She believed the gospel. And we see in the gospel, what do we see? Tax collectors, sinners, great and small, flocking to John the Baptist. And then later, coming to Jesus. And the more lost a person is, no matter what they've done, And how long they've been lost. These are precisely the sinners that Jesus is seeking, pursuing, and wanting to save. And so Therese sees this article and she says to God, I know you want to save this man. He was sentenced and executed. uh, His date for execution was just in a few days. And so she began to pray. She prayed. And she started offering sacrifices for the salvation of this poor soul. A few days after he was executed, an article came out that explained the details of that day. It looked to all that this man was going to die a hardened sinner, unrepentant. And then the article said, at the very last minute, there was a Catholic chaplain standing there with a crucifix, and he grabbed the crucifix and kissed it repentance, like the thief that was crucified next to Jesus, who repented at the very last moment, what did Jesus say? Today, you will be with me in paradise. We hear of people like this all the time. Therese herself confessed in her writings, if it weren't for the mercy of God, she was capable of committing the worst crimes. When we hear of these terrible things that happen, that are done by these poor lost souls, maybe there's even some listening here today who have been in that place. What do we do? Do we move beyond the shock and those feelings that are so painful? Do we say, how could that person do such a thing and do no more? Do we go as far as Therese who is such a beautiful example of the gospel, do we believe that anyone can be saved? The Pharisees would write off these people as hopeless, not Jesus, and not Therese, and neither should we. Maybe there's people that come to mind even now How about we pray and offer the Mass for them to take it that next step and to live out this gospel? Therese is also an example of this gospel when it comes to the parable of these two sons, especially the one that said no and then had a change of heart. Let me just read this excerpt from the writings of Therese to convey this. She says, Dear Jesus, how happy I would be if I had only been faithful. But alas, often in the evenings when I come to you, I'm sad because I often feel I could have responded to your grace so much better. If I were only more united with you, more charitable toward my sisters, more humble, more self-denying, I would feel less sorrow when I talk to you when I pray. And yet, O Lord, very far from becoming discouraged At the sight of my failures, my sins and miseries, I come to you with confidence, recalling that those who are well do not need a doctor, but the sick do. And so I beg you, Lord, cure me and pardon me. Be the restorer of my soul To act in me despite my resistance, tomorrow, with your help and your grace, I will begin a new life in which each moment will be an act of love and renunciation." Dear sisters, brothers, every single one of us has said no to God like the sun in the parable. And sometimes those no's have been small ones, at other times they've been big, where we have said no to the way of the gospel, no to the way of love, no to God's will. But the hope of this gospel—and Therese is a beautiful example. She believed when she remembered the mercy of Jesus that the awareness of the moments where she failed, where she said no to grace, that those no's do not have to be final, that these no's can be redeemed, that we can be forgiven. And rather than be discouraged, to be encouraged by the mercy of God that is always ready to lift us up and give us a fresh start and a new beginning. I love how she put it, tomorrow, with your help, I will begin a new life. Tomorrow can be a new day. The no's that we may have said today do not have to define us. They're not the final story. Jesus can put his yes into our hearts, so that like in the confessional, we confess all of our no's. We can leave this Mass today saying yes, yes to love, yes to humility. Yes, to gospel purity and simplicity. Yes, to mercy and forgiveness. So let's use this mass fruitfully. Let's pray for those poor souls that we know of that are so lost. And let us pray. Let's put all our nose on this altar and allow the Lord to send us on our way with a heart ready to say yes. Amen.